influencers, social media, and podcasting. That's what we're talking about today on Sounds Profitable with me, Brian Barletta. This episode is sponsored by Claritas. Check out their recent The Marketing Insider podcast and learn how to use current trends such as industry-specific lift success and CPM comparisons in podcasting to increase advertiser adoption. Go to claritas.com for more info. I know that you're listening to Sounds Profitable because podcast ad tech is important to you. But it's important to me that you are kept up to date on the latest news from the entire podcast industry. To help with that, here's what happened last week, no matter when you're listening, from James Cridlin at Pod News. Is the host red ad podcasting's version of influencer marketing? Are hosts technically our social media influencers? Shreya Sharma did an absolutely awesome article on this topic for Sounds Profitable, which I'll link in the description. We got to talk about her article and what inspired her to look further into this equivalency. Shreya Sharma. Shreya, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure, Brian. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. You know, it's funny. This is the first podcast that I've recorded in the new space since I've moved from Austin to San Antonio. I, knowing myself, pre-recorded so many podcasts that half the things people are listening to are months old, and I feel bad, but we've, we're starting to catch up and we're starting to do this. So this will be, you know, only a month and a half old by the time it goes up. <laughs> uh, but I'm so excited to be talking to you in this new space. And so, Shreya, I, you know, give give people a little bit about your background. Like, I personally love what you do at Inside Podcasting, and you know that's how we first connected. But there's so much more to you than that. So, I'd love to pass it over to you. Sweet. All right. So, I am speaking to you from Vancouver, Canada today, which, in my humble opinion, is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Hope you can visit someday. I was raised in Dubai. I was born in bred Dubai. And then I went on to do my engineering, which you recently found out. And that was hilarious. Yeah. Went on to do my engineering in India, quickly discovered that engineering was not for me and did my MBA in Sydney. I know this is like me flexing how much I've traveled and I've earned it. <laughs> um, and I'm worked. about it. <laughs> um, and then I worked in event marketing in Singapore, where I did a lot of cold calling and going to events and selling things. (laughs) That was fun. Got out of my comfort zone really quick with that job. And then I moved to Vancouver in 2017, 2018, I think. And I have been working as a marketer for a while now. My day job, as I call it, is a marketing director. I mean, it's a startup, so I'm the marketing team. Um, at an ultimate frisbee organization, my team, when they listen to this, will ask me why I didn't refer to myself as a marketing overlord, because that's what they (laughs) like to call me. And then, as you mentioned, I write inside podcasting as well, which is, um, I don't know if I should say write, but I both write and curate inside podcasting, which is a collection of news that happens in the podcasting world. And sometimes I offer my opinions here and there. And the purpose of that newsletter as it stands right now under my writership is to do more for the independent podcasters and also create space for women in podcasting, which Lord knows we need, we need more of. 
Yeah. Yeah. You do such a good job with it. I mean, honestly, the weeks where I can't keep up on what's going on in the news, sometimes I just rest and I'm just like, I know Shrey is going to cover this in a few more bullet points than I, that I need. So I don't have to read the whole article. And it is my <laughs> favorite way to be lazy in this space. So I super recommend everybody check it out and follow Shreya directly on Twitter. Uh, because she has so many great ideas and concepts uh, to share about podcasting, marketing, uh, and one of our nerd hobbies, tabletop role-playing games. But <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait until we launch our uh, fabled uh, live action play uh, for tabletop games, uh, but we'll switch over to the marketing side. So you wrote a, an amazing guest article for us. It's called The Influencer Marketing Advantage. And uh, I really loved it because I think that we get so focused in podcasting about the bubble that we're in, right? We talk about how podcasting can be tough on the advertiser, the publisher, and everything. We talk about how small the space can be sometimes. Um, and and some of those things are absolutely true. But so many people that I meet in the space start just in podcasting and haven't marketed or haven't done advertising or haven't done production in any other medium. So getting outside voices like yours, super critical. And in this specific one, we were comparing it to social media influencer marketers. So you at your day job, you work with a lot of people like that, right? So we're talking about people who we're not talking about like advertising on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook. We're talking about advertising with people with followings on those communities, right? Correct. And so those are that's the people you interact with most in your day job. I wouldn't say that that's the, yeah, well, yes, in this specific marketing element, those are the people that I interact most with. But as I mentioned in the article, um, my job involves putting together data from different sources, influencer marketing being one of them, which is why, well, I go on a rant about (laughs) why the data isn't enough, but uh, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that was the, the data one. We might as well jump into that. Mm-hmm. I, I really like this, right? Podcasting is not perfect with downloads, but you know, this whole article spawned from one comment that me and you had in a conversation, which was in the social media influencer marketing world. If I am posting to my own timeline, I don't have any way to track that. There's no impression pixels. I can use a click redirect if if I am big enough on that platform to garner the ability to serve a click URL, because not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, those metrics are not easily verified, right? A click isn't the most important thing. I mean, viewing the content, interacting with the content, brand recognition and adoption is very powerful. So in podcasting, we can track a download. We can track that the ad was delivered in the download. We can use third-party verification for that. We can do third-party attribution, but you can't do that in this space of social media influencer marketing, which is 10 times the size, right? We're, mm-hmm. We were talking, when we wrote this, it was based off of last year's numbers, so 2020 numbers that showed $10 billion industry versus podcasting that was aiming for a billion dollars total. Correct. And what's interesting is that the industry has seemed to kind of collaborated, uh, not collaborated, sorry, calibrated their expectations even as to how much conversion attribution they can expect. And I mentioned that in the article where there was a survey conducted by Influencer Marketing Hub, which is one of the leading organizations in influencer marketing. And only 9% of the people said that conversion attribution is the most important criteria. But then 33% of them said that increasing total sales is why they want to do influencer campaigns. So there's an obvious sort of disconnect there. Like they want to do 
this because they see the value in it. They see actually making money and getting revenue as one of the reasons to do it. But they also know that conversion attribution is not something they can expect. They've just made peace with it. And now I'm starting to get ranty, <laughs> but this is where podcasting has that data, even in a standalone manner. And, you know, because it, it's mostly offline um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the expert on this. It's mostly the offline measuring that happens. And when you're measuring stuff online, it's really hard to do that with just influencer marketing. Like those numbers mean nothing to me when I'm looking at my own campaign reports I need to take stuff from uh, Instagram. I need to take stuff from Google Analytics, all sorts of places. And it's interesting because everybody that I talked to on um, the marketing side of things said, yeah, well, that's how we've been doing it for a while. And somehow they still have these high expectations almost of uh, podcast ads and how they're supposed to perform. So that disconnect really, in a way, I took it personally even because it seemed like <laughs> a, it seemed a bit silly to you know, ask so many questions of podcasting that influencer marketing cannot answer. Yeah. With podcasting, the big things are that everything can be self-reported, right? The publisher can self-report it from the hosting platform or uh, the advertiser can report it back to the publisher from the third party. But the unification that you're talking about is really powerful, right? So if the advertiser has a tracking pixel across their entire campaign on multiple publishers and multiple podcasts, they can aggregate that data in one place. And basically what you're saying is not only is the data in social media influencer marketing not something that you can aggregate, it's also manual. It requires a lot of trust or a lot Correct. of uh, work power to get set up correctly. And there's no perfect solution for it because the industry has accepted that that was the norm. And podcasting is so different in the fact that everybody thinks it's streaming audio, right? To the point where we still have programmatic partners that are outside the podcast space looking in and are just like, well, when we can stream podcasts, when Apple and Spotify send the request, we'll be able to serve ads there. They just don't get it. And so the general perception of podcasting is it is audio. There is streaming audio. Streaming audio is real time. So that, I think, is why podcasting gets the pressure. Uh, and it's tough because that pressure is enough that some podcasters can stand up to it and say, you know what? Sorry, you're misunderstanding it. It's downloads. This is how it works. Here's some third-party data, or you can just trust us. Most of the other podcasters just kind of get run over by it. Yeah. And it's interesting. I, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about my own day job here because I work in, like I said, an ultimate frisbee sports organization for, for kids. We do summer camps and programs for them. And it's such a niche industry that if I want to place an ad on a podcast or if I want to sponsor a podcast, there are so there are such f few podcasts that I could do it because the audience alignment, it, there's very little overlap. Like I can't go and place an ad on a big network show. It'll most likely have to be an independent, homegrown sort of podcast. And those are the people who, you know, to your, to your point where you said some podcasters can stand up and say, hey, this is not how it's done. Those indie podcasters are the ones who are not going to be able to do that. And they already face enough competition as is from the, within the industry. You know, like there's so much talk of celebrities coming in and stuff like that. So those are the ones that my, like, I'm rooting for the underdogs on this one. And they, they're making good content. They deserve to be put out there. And they are connecting with their audience in an authentic and relatable way, which is what influencers have been trying to do. But it just, there seems to be some kind of a disconnect. There's a, there's a kind of like a glass wall between us and them. And 
I speak to this in the article as well, where I say that the influencer marketing industry has started. It started as being lifestyle brands and people showcasing their lives on social media and being like, look at my life and look at all the awesome stuff I can do. And then they started selling products and that's how it went. And now they're understanding that the audience is demanding authenticity. You can't sell anymore. You have to share. And podcasting's already done that. Like we're already there. The host make honest, relevant, authentic connections with the audience. So once again, again, I'm getting a little ranty, but <laughs> but I think that's the point of it, right? Mm-hmm. Where this the podcast extension here is to rant on the topic, to expand <laughs> on it. So I think it's good, right? I'm looking for your personal uh, excitement and your personal interest in it, for and sure. what drives you on this. And you know, I I think you're positioning this up to a great question that you answered in uh, the article, but I'd like to spend a little bit more time on it. Everything you're using to describe a social media influencer, I can remove those terms and I could just say podcaster and they sound the same, right? They position themselves the same. They're the same type of creative and content. And just instead of video or instead of image or instead of writing, they're doing just audio, right? Or or not even just audio. Audio is part of it. So how do podcasters take advantage of this rocket success that influencers are seeing and command that same respect and and demand the same money that these influencers are getting instead of getting pushed down on the podcasting side? Right. So for the first thing I would say, and I don't know if I've said this in the article, but I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, so the first thing I would say is that podcasters should educate themselves about what does, what happens when, you know, there's an ad on their podcast and what happens if they're like outsourcing it to say a third party, uh, agency and they're the ones selling ad space, what actually happens in the background? And it doesn't have to be super technical, which is where I think a newsletter like yours would come in. I don't know if you refer to it as a newsletter. I, you know, it's so funny. I don't know. I think, I think I am primarily a newsletter, even though it's about podcasting. (laughs) Yes. So that's where your newsletter comes in and it, the writing is set in a way that it doesn't make anybody feel like an outsider. It doesn't make anyone feel talked down to like, I'm, I'm only like a year into this industry and I still feel like I read every week what you write and it makes me feel smarter and more informed even. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so I think that podcasters, no matter how big or small they are and no matter who is doing the ad inventory for them, whether they're doing it themselves or other companies are doing it, they should educate themselves because when they know what's happening on the back end and they can actually track um, like attribute conversion, whatever that looks like, then they will actually feel empowered by that information and that knowledge. Because if you ask an influencer, they know just as well as we do that there's no way to track. So they know that their brand value lies in the show of it. And podcasters can actually say, hey, we're all that and then some. So I should say that that's the first thing that they should do, just actually educate themselves. And then the rest of the points come from there, which is that when they educate themselves and find themselves to be empowered, they can manage the expectations of their clients. They can manage the expectations of the agency that they're working with and let them know that, hey, my brand is so defined and I will obviously be connecting with your audience because there's so much alignment. I should be paid more or I should be 
I should be treated with more respect. You know, that in a way snowballs because then our industry earns more money and hopefully we can close that one to $10 billion gap sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you got a lot of great points there. I think the biggest thing is positioning, right? You got to know your audience. You got to know the value of what you're doing. You got to know the unique presentation of it. And then the effort of finding the advertisers. I don't envy anybody on that side. Mm-hmm. Like there is a reason that salespeople make great money, right? Because it's not easy. The The biggest thing that we need for growth in the podcasting industry is not more ad tech. We got enough. We're doing really great with it. There's cool, unique ways we can dig into the same data. If we stopped innovating technology-wise for like two years, I really don't think we would hurt because there's so much there that we haven't even dug into because we're so focused on what's next. Um, and so I, I truly believe the purchases of, of companies like AdvertiseCast, Podcorn, and Megaphone, while they do have technology, most of their value comes from the order management side of it. But the primary value is the relationship with advertisers, getting advertisers into the space, getting advertisers to buy from podcast inventory. That's critical. That's how this space grows. And so when these indie podcasters or small and medium-sized podcasters, you know, Shreya's right when she says that all of you need to educate yourself as much as possible. You need to make connections. You need to stand by what you want to do. And that big thing there, standing by, that doesn't mean standing by you know, I should always make this much money and this is how what my content's worth and all that. It's standing by the fact that you want to do this professionally. So you have to negotiate. You have to uh, learn. You have to be flexible. You have to try things out, right? You can always do a small campaign that's not in your favor. You can always learn from it. You can determine. The, the number one thing I learned when going freelance is say yes to everything because they'll teach you what you're going to say no to next time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to that point, I should, I would like to say that to the podcasters out there, when you're pitching yourself, then remember that marketers are spending a lot of time correlating and aggregating data from different sources. And even if you can pitch to them saying, hey, we have this one platform, you don't need to look for data anywhere else, we got what you need here. That pitch to make their lives simpler is going to get you a long way. I can say that as a marketer. Yeah. Sure. And so your focus, and I've always really liked this, is that, you know, even though you're writing to the greater industry, you really do champion these small to mid-tier publishers, right? And the podcasters and influencers. And I think that's so powerful because a lot of what I'm writing, a lot of what everybody else is, is writing about is to the mid to upper tier. And that's not bad. I, I think that sounds profitable. Hopefully anybody of any skill level is reading it um, so that they can uh, strive to use these tools better, right? Mm-hmm. The same tool, Megaphone or Omni or Simplecast, the you know the programmatic side, AdsWiz and Triton, all these tools are accessible to anybody who signs up for the account, right? There's different payment options and different prices for each level. So you could be a brand new podcaster and you could sign directly up to them if you want to pay and you want to dig into it. So I think that's accessible. But what I like about how you go about this, especially in the article, is that you're talking about a foothold into the space. You're talking about positioning. You're talking about comparison. Um, and that's that's attractive. We need more advocates like you, and I really appreciate that. You know, the, the influencer thing, I think, is going to continue to grow. I think the best part about influencing, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, is that we've seen it grow from space to space, right? Like, influencing before social media existed. So, like, we, we had celebrity influencers. We had these concepts. I mean, it really did 
explode with social media. But the advantage of that is that it, it's not a specific platform. We're not talking about just Facebook influencers. So do you think that influencers that are successful right now should expand to podcasting? And do you think that people are trying to make it in podcasting? Should it expand to other social media channels? It depends on where your audience is. And I know that that's a, a, an answer that opens up more questions, but it really does depend on what your goals are. And it comes back to positioning. I think that, I mean, just quoting some of the studies and stuff done in the past, uh, there is definitely scope for podcasters who they have like they have a space where they can go into social media and Instagram and Twitter and connect with their audience on a different level, especially if they're looking to monetize the podcast. So I would recommend doing that if they are comfortable with it. But I also know that, you know, if they're not, they prefer to just focus on podcasting. That's fine, too. But if you are getting representation my uh, indie podcasters out there, then please make sure to educate yourself. And then as to the other question, if celebrity is, sorry, if um, influencers should go into podcasting, they already are. They're already getting there, which is why it's kind of the need of the hour for podcasters. Uh, I mean, people who started off as podcasters to come over a little bit to this side and to step out from just behind the mic and actually on social media and start making connections with their audience in whatever way they feel comfortable. I know personally that I love hearing the opinions of the podcast hosts that I follow and like I care about their lives. I care about what, you know, what they think about things that are not even related to their podcast. I remember that I attended an event, I don't remember the name actually, but uh, there was a Procter & Gamble person there that spoke about one of their most successful campaigns was with, the, I think it was Ashley Flowers podcast and Crime Junkie. Yeah, that's the one. And it was Pantene. The product that they advertised was Pantene. And it was interesting to me that a crime, a true crime podcast was like, how was a, a hair brand so successful on true crime podcast? And it's because the listeners knew that the hosts, they have wonderful hair. And so, and they knew this because the host made an effort to connect with them outside of uh, the podcasting space. And that's why, you know, even though they don't seem to align on paper, but if you're, if you're building a brand, then you never know what might work out for you. So it could go in any direction. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, it's so funny you say that. I, it's so much effort for me. And I, I, I like that you highlight like if they want to, if they, they mm -hmm. have the motivation to, because like, you know, it sounds profitable isn't huge. I don't consider myself an influencer outside of the people who are really into podcast ad tech, which is pretty neat that all of you amazing people listen, but it's so much, it can be so much to spread yourself across those other platforms and you just got to determine what you want to do. And the truth of it is, is that if you're gearing up and trying to make this a career, if it's an extension of what you're doing, uh, you need a team, right? You need mm -hmm. more than just you to do it. You cannot do this all yourself. I think we're past the point in podcasting or social media influencer marketing and all these things where like one person can uh, succeed. That's that's a, the unicorn dream and very cool for people to strive towards that. But you got to hit a point where you need to determine if you can double down the resources either financially or um, more time or, or whatnot uh, and make it, make it go at it. Or if it's just a hobby and it's just fun, but you, you can't hope that just because you do one thing 
and you put it out there that it's going to be successful. There's a marketing is, is not an easy job. I don't think it gets enough credit. <laughs> On that note, I would say that, you know, feel free to reach out to me, um, anybody who's listening and wants an idea on how to market their podcast and has the faintest clue where to start from, or you're in a position where you feel like you've hit a point and you don't know where to go from there. There are a lot of free resources out there uh, to help get you started. And I work with um, the Forum of Women Entrepreneurs in Vancouver here. And I'm a mentor for a woman who's older than me, much more educated than me. And she has a podcast on job sharing, but she doesn't have a clue on how to market it. So we're working with like, this is volunteering work. So that's why I'm saying if anybody just wants to reach out and have a chat, Twitter DMs is where it's at right now. So yeah, just DM me and let me know about what your questions are. And I'm here, I'm here to help. I think that's that's a great place to wrap this up because I think, Shreya, you are one of the most successful people in this space, and I think you provide such great insight. I think you've got um, a good pulse in the business, um, you know the marketing side, and you definitely enjoy the in the hands-on with the indie podcasters. Um, so I, I really recommend everybody li- read, um, you know, inside podcasting. I'd say listen to. Uh, we're one day we're going to get you to do your own podcast, <laughs> uh, but definitely follow Shreya on uh, Twitter as well, and we'll put that in the episode description. And I, I hope people take Shreya up on this because she has a lot of insights to share. So Shreya, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Brian. This was awesome. Thanks for listening to Sounds Profitable on your favorite podcast app. I appreciate you checking out my latest episode and hope you'll consider subscribing. And stick around for some special bonus content at the end of the episode. I've teamed up with Terra to give you a minute long strategic thought that is guaranteed to shift your perspective on the present and future of podcasting as we all work to make podcasting better. Thanks to Shreya Sharma for coming to help expand on her article, The Influencer Marketing Advantage. If you like what you heard and want to connect, you can find me, Brian Barletta, on LinkedIn, way less formally on Twitter as High Five RPG. And of course, you can email me, brian at soundsprofitable.com. The most important part about Sounds Profitable is providing you with more resources and making sure that I can answer your questions. So check out the link to Yappa in the episode description and leave me a message. And with your permission, I'll answer it live on the show. The Sounds Profitable podcast and all cool ad tech bells and whistles you've experienced were thanks to our host and sponsor, Wooshka. Everything you've heard since the conversation ended was uniquely created to target you using their dynamic ad insertion features. If any of the callouts were wrong, let us know. Depending on how you're listening, there were over 10 opportunities to hear dynamically inserted content and ads in this episode. While we continue to tweak and innovate our setup, some of the breaks may be more noticeable than others. Thank you for bearing with us and please send over your feedback. The Sounds Profitable podcast would not be possible without the help and support of Evo Terra, James Cridlin, Ian Powell, and Sam Mars. Thank you all for your help and support.